Philadelphia. Are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. And we have a lot to go over. It's Survivor Series weekend has passed us by. And a lot has happened as far as brand supremacy, uh, spotlighting NXT as they ruled over SmackDown and Raw. So why don't we start with Friday night, the go-home show for NXT TakeOver and Survivor Series, for that matter. Joe, did you see the go-home show? Did you think it was as good as some people thought? I heard a lot of people saying that this was one of the better go-home shows they've had in a while. I think it was good. I don't know my level of good I would put on it. I don't think it was like extraordinary by any stretch of the imagination. I thought throughout they kept it constant and... Did the right build for Survivor Series. I like that they added NXT into the whole mix for that. It made it a hell of a lot more interesting and a lot more fun of a show mm-hmm. with the end product. But, I mean, I don't really think it was anything to write home about. Yeah, I think most people were comparing it to the last, I don't know, four, five, six pay-per-views that the go-home show has been non-existent. Well, yeah, if you want to look at it like that, then it was phenomenal compared to like, yeah. something is better than nothing. Yeah. They don't, I mean, they don't really build the way that they used to. I think that's clear to see that building isn't really their main priority, which it should be. Yeah, especially for a show, well, one of the big four. Well, they have to, I mean, the big four usually build pretty well. Yeah. Minus, I don't think SummerSlam was really that great. I think, yeah, I think over the past couple of years, SummerSlam, the build and the card itself haven't been that great. Where Survivor Series... It, this, one usually... had a, this one had a different feel, because usually Survivor Series is just Raw versus SmackDown, and you get what you get. There's not really a build. You just get a couple matches that you wouldn't normally get. Yeah. But this one was filled with more... There were stakes. There were odds. I mean, now you have NXT in the mix, who are supposed to be the little brother of the company... The developmental, yeah. if you will. Not, I didn't say that. No, I'm just saying. Other people have said the developmental. Some sort of stupid idiot sayer? <laughs> exactly, yes. Where his name is Monday night? Monday night and his name? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm, he's going to have a cruise coming up? <laughs> but I think going into NXT TakeOver, War Games, one of the best pay-per-views of all time, really, but especially for NXT since they developed it into their brand. It's a lot. It's a I, gimmick pay-per-view. Yeah, Normally, it, they're... It's a lot to stack up against, especially in NXT, for the past two that they've had. and But this one didn't, didn't disappoint. Didn't did a point. <laughs> but 
especially the women. You got to give it to the women. They absolutely killed it opening the pay-per-view. They keep giving them tasks like that. All right, we're going to give you a full pay-per-view. We're going to let you main event. And some, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, it's huge history-wise, but it's usually hit or miss. Like, I thought the women's, all women's pay-per-view, I think the whole card was pretty much flawless, but you go to the main event of WrestleMania, I thought that that kind of fell flat. I mean, the entrances were kind of cool, but after that, it was pretty sloppy. And then you go back to this past weekend where the women main event again on Sunday, and they open up on Sunday, and they also open up on Saturday for War Games. So they had to set the pace for a already hot card, and they did it perfectly. So it's it's hit or miss when given the opportunity. Sometimes it's a home run. Sometimes it's a fail ball. What was your reaction to the Dakota Kai turn? Now, you see, I heard rumors that, oh, she's going to turn, and she ended up turning. So I was, it was a little – it didn't fall flat, but I was like, damn it, I really wish I didn't listen to any of the rumors or anything around it because it would have felt a lot – like I would have been a little bit more excited for it. I see. I didn't hear anything like that, so you like, thought it was really well done. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought, thought that the way that they did it was awesome. Yes. Yeah. I like how she left the cage and kind of looked like she was going to go and turn around and beat the hell out of her. Like everything was well done, and um, I didn't. Even if they had the opportunity, I mean, the, the building would have collapsed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Internet would have broke. Oh, for sure. Not necessarily a bad thing, though. I mean, I'm okay with the internet breaking. Just break, goddammit. You've been on the edge for so long. Just break. And the the other question that I had coming out of NXT after Owens joined was, okay, he was on Team NXT, or Team Champo for TakeOver. What happens now? How does he turn around and then he's Team Raw the whole time? And nothing comes of it. He has that one wavering point to where he can't decide who to hit. Finally jumps off. Like, eh. Like, I don't know. I thought they missed an opportunity with that. But at least they addressed it. They did. Yes, you're right. Wasn't the best way or could have been done better. But at least they addressed it. At least it wasn't like, oh, I'm here. I'm ready to play. And there was no hiccup at all in the match. At least there was a little bit of something. Yeah. I mean, you got to have to get, you have 15 fucking people in that match. You have to try and get as much absorbed as possible in the allotted amount of time. So how much time were, were they really going to focus on it? Yeah. So you have to hope that enough of it stuck that tonight you could put together something good that you could either continue it or end it. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of mixed on if I want them to continue it. Or I want him to go a different way. But KO really hasn't been on TV and featured in the storyline. I did like what he said the the interview before, like when Rollins confronted him before the match. Mm-hmm. And Owens said that NXT doesn't need them. Raw needs Kevin Owens. So I thought that was, I mean, I think it's true. Yeah. I think everything that he For said sure. was true. Yes. I think that Raw does need him, but I think they need him as one of the top guys. Whether that's we, heel we or we, face. I'm, I'm saying push him in the face category now because he's over. Well, after that pop, yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's over. Yeah. So you push him as your top face on the brand and you let it go from there. Because, yes, he is needed on Raw. Raw has been 
shit for the past, oh, I lose track. I really do. Like, it's been bad. Like, it hasn't been good in a while. And I don't know how long that while's been. It could have been a year. could have been two years. could have been six months. It just feels like it's been bad for a while. I think you're right. I think it has been bad for a while. It's bad when you lose track of how bad it's been. And, that yeah, that shows you how bad it actually has been when you can't remember the when last it was good, good Raw. Yeah. Unfortunately. Like, last year, I think Raw was good because they didn't have... To cater to SmackDown's new audience and new $2 billion buyer. Well, and that's where this now is going to... I guess you'll see the difference, or we hope to see the difference, now that you don't have all these other shows coming in. Now you're stuck with who you got. It's time to start building. And, I mean, they're already pushing TLC. You already have the advertisements for that. And right after that is the Rumble. Shit. So, I mean, we're two months away from the Royal Rumble that quickly. So, you got to start building these storylines, so especially for basically TLC. Basically, TLC is going to be a throwaway pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. When did, when did they say it was? December 15th, maybe? Yeah, so what's that, two and a half weeks? Three yeah. weeks? No, three weeks? Three weeks, yeah. So, I mean, put together what storylines you can, but for the most part, this is going to be a throwaway pay-per-view, I guarantee it. They might find a way to make it fun because it's a gimmick pay-per-view, of course. But all signs lead up to Rumble Bill. Yeah. Like, you have to build for the Royal Rumble. That's probably two behind Mania. Yeah. And most watched, or would have been most pay-per-view orders. Yeah. Well, and the match that actually impressed me, I didn't think I was going to like as much as I did, was the Brock-Rey Mysterio match. I like how the story... They found a way. Yeah. I thought it was going to be an absolute destruction of Rey Mysterio, but they found a way to to do something a little different. They didn't throw in the towel. No. (laughs) And I I, I like that little dig at AEW. Um, That was a big fucking towel, too. Like, whose towel was that? (laughs) Was that Strowman's fucking towel? Yeah, I I thought it was a nice touch. Who the hell brings out that big of a fucking towel? Like, where... like. Come on. You, the that t- had to be a last minute It's got to be a hand towel is the towel you <laughs> yeah. throw in. You don't throw in a fucking four foot by six foot beach towel. I don't know. What the hell was he doing with that towel? Like here. That was like Val Venus's towel. <laughs> I don't know, but it worked. I thought it was funny. Um, I it, yeah, it was definitely funny. He walks wonder... out with this fucking towel in his hand. He's like, Brock's probably like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Why, why'd you bring my comforter to the ring with you? Yeah. Like, what the hell? The towel. This is my king pillowcase. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. I, I liked it. Um, I, I think it shows that WWE is fully aware of what's going on in AEW. It was a, a slight, slight dig, and you'll probably deny that it was at all. Yes. Because AEW, believe it or not, is not the one to invent the throw in the towel. Mm-hmm. It's been done before eons ago. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was nice, though, for the people that noticed it. But the match in itself was fun. And they had you right at the end where they needed to have you. I thought it was over. I was like, mm-hmm. fucking Mysterio is going to win this match. Yeah. I thought this was going to be, like, your big surprise of the night. But Brock shortly squashed that. 
afterwards. But I think it was done the right way, like you said. And the Dominic thing, him coming in, doing the frog splash, doing the double 619 with Ray. Yeah, because I know you said that you thought Dominic was going to be the one to turn on Ray. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if you said that on the show, but you no, definitely... I, I remember you saying it to me. Yes, I did. So it was nice yeah. to not see that happen, because if it would have happened, I would have been like, well, how the hell did he know that? Yeah. I don't know. I just... Uh, I kept looking for a reason to get... To believe. <laughs> that, to believe that it was going to happen. But not only that, to get him in the ring, and with a feud that would make sense... You can't do Dominic versus Brock Lesnar. I think if you did Dominic versus Ray and have Ray reluctant to even do the match with Dominic because it's his son, and just have Dominic vicious what and would just it be keep a, attacking a career versus uh, contract match. Yeah, you could do that. I mean, it, that'd be crazy. That'd actually be really good. It would be a good gimmick for sure. Yeah, but you would have to do it the way. They were doing it with Taker and Kane back in 98. They'd have to do it where Ray doesn't want to retire. He, yeah, he has you, to be you very have to reluctant. Have a reason to believe that he doesn't want to leave. Exactly. Yeah, you. he has to be reluctant. He can't be like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> like, he has to be pushed to a certain extent to do the match. Yeah. And I think that's where it could have worked. But, I mean, we just booked that whole thing that's never going to happen. But still. Hey, we don't know. We. It's like uh, Christopher Lloyd says in The Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> That's exactly what Triple H says. <laughs> We're always watching. Or listening in this case. So, yeah. Triple H is Angels in the Outfield. That, all right. I never heard Triple H called that, but okay. I'm pretty sure it's exactly what it is. He's always watching. So, next time I go to a WWE show, I'm definitely going to do the Angels in the Outfield thing in the back. So, Triple H <laughs> knows I'm out there. Just see how many people catch on and start doing it with Imagine you. Imagine if that were to happen. <laughs> I tried to do it at a Phillies game before. It didn't work. Probably because probably it's not I'm the not Angels. I'm not surprised, yeah. But imagine if that were to catch... Like, half the people, or more than half the people, probably wouldn't know what it is. At but this if point, you, yes. if you get enough people to do it, people will follow no matter what. And they'll yes. be like, is this this guy's gimmick? Is this this girl's gimmick? We're going to do it. And then we could set a new gimmick... For whoever, whatever match we do it for. That's true. I think we should try it. The Angel of SmackDown, Buddy Murphy. He needs something. I mean, I don't Has know. Has he knocked on Aleister Black's door yet? He, yes, he did. And then he w- went away. Knock, knock, knocking on Aleister's door. Just doesn't have the same flow. No. No, doesn't work. Heaven's a lot easier to say than Aleister's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alistair's door. So, back to Survivor Series. Or to the future. Or either, I would be down to talk about that if you really wanted to. I don't know if our fans are going to want to listen to us. Although, if they do listen, they put up with a lot of... Yeah. Yeah, very true. But, Roman Reigns is the last man standing and the sole the survivor, survivor for Survivor Series. Which Now, I want to sub-quote you. From last night when we watched this, and you said, of course it was Reigns. I you did like, say that, You yes. muttered it, and it was low. You're I like, did of say course that. it was Reigns. Yeah. Like the anti-Reigns yeah. mark that you are. Yeah, absolutely. Of course it was Reigns. <laughs> I was very disappointed. And then I went, duh. I just... And you went, whatever. And then I went, as if. <laughs> I don't remember any part of that. I'm pretty sure it happened. 
Just take my word for it. Okay. Uh, I would have rather 14 other guys than Roman Reigns. But But. I think the real star of Survivor Series was Keith Lee. Absolutely. the weekend, let alone Survivor Series. Yeah, well, there's been a lot of NXT, quote-unquote, stars made this week Mm -hmm. and proving themselves or introducing themselves as, okay, I'm ready. Like, Rhea Ripley's definitely one of them. Mm -hmm. Huge week for her, or week and a half, two weeks, whatever you want to call it. Adam Cole absolutely killed it this past week. I mean, two title defenses, not including the title defense that he had for Survivor Series or the War Games match that he was in. Uh, Roderick Strong, another one who's had a hell of a week, actually won at Survivor Series, so there's another push for him. Uh, Yes, Keith Lee, huge Huge push. I mean, he didn't need to win it. He just needed to be there with Roman Reigns in the end. And that's enough of a rub to say, okay, look, and not get completely buried by him. Like, have the fans and the audience and everyone at home being like, holy shit, he's he's about to win this. And that close of a near fall, that pretty much did it for him. Yeah, no, you're right. And the way he performed, he just, the size... Of him alone. It, it, you don't realize how big he actually is. No, he was, I mean, maybe an inch or two shorter, but he's right there with Strowman. Yeah. In the largeness of person. Well, when when they faced off in the ring, I got a text from Kyle, and he said, holy shit, I didn't realize how big Keith Lee was. Well, it's because you're, not only how big he is, but how agile he is. Yes. Able to do a moonsault off the second rope mm-hmm. with ease. Yes, he was another one of the, uh, I'm, I would go out on a limb and say one of the new stars that, look, here it is. Here's a small sample. You know, because he was getting, the Bask in My Glory, or Bask in His Glory chants that he was getting were the loudest of the night. Yeah. So, I mean, that shows you right there that that's, that's your Survivor Series crowd. I mean, I know it's Chicago, so Chicago's more... Uh, finger on the pulse when it comes to anything in the wrestling world. So, yes, they probably have already had exposure to Keith Lee before NXT while he was still in the independence. So this has been around for a while, so they know it. But it yeah. was the right crowd to do it for. And Tommaso Ciampa, I mean, who had another... I mean, him being on the main card, I know that before he got injured again was getting ready to go to the main card, but him getting more exposure just shows you... Okay, he is right there with Adam Cole and can be the top guy in NXT. I mean, people have already known that, but now more people see it. Yeah, especially when you're in there with the guys that are on Monday and, and Friday night, and you're just, you, you don't look out of place. You don't look um, really out of character or anything. You just fit right in like you belong. Yeah. And it's pretty clear when you watch that match. Or even just watch the War Games match. I mean, all the guys in there. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was such a good job, all in all. So what's our over-under for when Rollins snaps? Because he's now getting louder boos in larger arenas. And it's almost like, well, we did this with Roman Reigns. We quote-unquote shoved them down your throats and he got the wrong response. You've kind of been doing that with Rollins for 
oh, I don't know, since he broke up with the Shield, he's he's pretty he's at the top all the time. Yeah, but you know what? That he he was a heel one, so that and I think the in the in ring product between the two, I think Rollins is head and shoulders above Reigns, and I think that is more acceptable. Even though he's being shoved down our throats, that's more acceptable to take than a Roman Reigns who cocks his fist and does a Superman punch or a spear as his finish. Where you have Rollins that can you know can go in a gauntlet match, in an Iron Man match, and just kind of tear the You're house down. Roman Reigns couldn't go in a gauntlet match? Not like that. I mean, he can go. He can hang, don't get me wrong. Pretty sure Roman would be able to hang just as long as Rollins. I'm not saying he can't hang as long. I'm saying as far as more entertaining, I think Rollins is more entertaining in ring well, yeah, when you go than from, Roman is. It, I mean, you go from a high flyer who's also... I mean, Rollins doesn't really do too many tactical moves. It's a lot of flash. Mm-hmm. I mean, Roman's more of a powerhouse. You're not getting a lot of flash out of him. So that style is kind of going away for the most part like not yeah. a lot of just power moves unless you're enormous like Strowman power moves are going to come off a lot more well, yeah, and noticeable it, and that's the thing it gets boring quicker when than, you're just you're not the biggest guy and you're doing all power moves yes I mean but Roman has developed as a character yeah I no, mean, he, no you're right absolutely he has he has I, I, mean, I completely agree as much as it i I'm hesitant to say so, but he has. He's definitely come a long way from being pushed down your throat. Yeah, well, and he's had a couple mid-card stories over the past. Yeah, I mean, you put him in there with with Rowan, Yeah, of all people. Yes, and it was a great storyline. Well, it was a good. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say great. <laughs> I'm gonna say it was different, and in being different, it was good for Rowan. Yeah, to be in there. Yes. But I mean, I'm okay with Reigns being the winner for this for this one because I mean, who else out of like I didn't really want Rollins to win. Yeah, like who would you have really? And I didn't. I don't really need NXT to win that one. I don't. I don't think NXT needed to win that one either. I, I think really, they had a good enough showing from all of their people. They yeah. got exposure, so that was good. I mean, of all the people, I mean, it would have either been, depending on which way you're going to push it, it would have either been Corbin or or the or the Hornbeam. <laughs> the big dog riding by on, on his uh, moped. I kind of wanted it to be Corbin with Rollins and, and uh, KO. Hmm. And I wanted the turn to happen right there. For Rollins? Yes. I wanted Rollins to turn. That would have been a little bit more climactic than it was. Yes. I think that was my... that, And I took it out on Reigns, but that's why I was so disappointed. How dare you take it out on someone whose yard it is? I, it's his yard, goddammit. I wanted a heel turn and a face push combined so bad with Rollins and Owens. If you hear that out of wrestling context... Yeah. Like, I wanted a heel push, and what did you say? I said a heel turn. A heel turn and a face push. Yes. Like, if you just hear that out of context, and you're just like, you say that in real life, man, you got a heel turn. 
Like what? Look, look at your <laughs> what, feet. Like what? what? Were we 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 were talking with someone, and I I said that exact word. You said it was a heel turn, and it was just like a, or no, you said something that's really heelish, and you were talking about like a movie character. Yes, I said yeah. that's the wrong term. Yeah, I said that went way way over everyone's head. Yes, but it's kind of hard now because that's all. Yeah, we, if you hear a face push, you're yeah. literally like what? He pushed him in the face. <laughs> he pushed his face into something. I That'd be great to do, like, wrestling terminology taken out of context. Yeah. Well, and just in normal, just walking through the mall and just talking and seeing, and just having conversations with people and seeing how many you can do and seeing how confused you can make people by just using wrestling terminology. Especially, like, gimmick and stuff like that. Those are words that normal people Like, don't... you have a greeter in a store, be like, I don't like your gimmick. You gotta come e- back with exactly. something. Exactly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. People like would be Christmas so time confused. comes around in one of the department stores. You're like, you got to thank Christmas for the house. Do you thank Santa for the house? Yeah. For the big crowd. <laughs> like, what? Are you, like, get away from me, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Police! This guy wants to rob my house. So coming out of Survivor Series weekend, there are a couple things uh, that were announced, a couple things that happened. Um, the one thing that was announced was... Hit me with it. For Royal Rumble Eve, Worlds Collide. This is, is what happens when Worlds Collide. They should really use that as a theme song. You know what? It would be perfect. So they'll just do a shitty version of it. Probably. Probably. But NXT versus NXT UK, right before the Royal Rumble, that should be an amazing show. And you're showcasing a lot of people that especially here in the United States, that might not give time to NXT UK. Yeah, they might not be as, as known over, from over there. So, yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. I mean, I love NXT UK and NXT. So, I mean, the whole NXT umbrella has been above par mm-hmm. to yeah. great. Yeah. So that's that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like it. Yeah, that's fun. Let's do that. So the other one of the other things that happened... Is Corey Graves on Saturday night. Opened his mouth and inserted his foot? Yeah. Um, What did he do now? It wasn't about Carmella, was it? No, it wasn't that. But he tweeted out, just for the record, I bet she made great bunk. (laughs) I'm not going to touch that. Um, He said, just for the record, guys, I know you wouldn't know it, but there's actually a WWE Hall of Famer and a former Ring of Honor champion on commentary. I'd imagine they have a lot to offer. Beth Phoenix never won the fucking Ring of Honor championship. Talking about Nigel McGuinness. Oh. And she's the Hall of Famer. Oh. But that was in regards to Ronaldo and... How he talked too much? They say he talked too much and overshadow? He talks over the two of them and he goes... I wouldn't say he above talks... Above and beyond. I, yeah, but I mean, as your front man, I mean... You got fucking Graves sitting there with uh, Michael Cole, and all you hear is it's boss time and it's the big dog. Yeah, I'd rather hear more of Graves than that. Yeah, but I don't necessarily want to hear more of... I mean, I really like Nigel's contribution to commentating for NXT, but I still want to hear Morrow over everyone else, especially for... The last five to ten minutes of a match? Yes. Because that's where it's... I mean, that's where he comes into play. 
when he's that excited and you're getting the near falls and the, it should be over, but it's not. Yeah, that's I, what he's there for. And I think with the, the just the references, the tone of his voice, everything that he contributes, it's Jr. But current, currently, yeah, much more current. Much and he's more. not making up words. Like yes. he's not making up. Well, Mama Mia. I guess Mama Mia is Slobberknocker. Yeah, technically, you're right. That's his go-to. And it's something that everyone chants. And so that's, I guess, what would be his catchphrase would be Mamma Mia. But he's so good at what he does. Not that Jim Ross wasn't, but he was at his time. Ronaldo is in his own time now, and he's number one at what he does. Well, Corey Graves followed that up. Someone tweeted, like, how many has, uh, or something like, has uh, Ronaldo made enough uh, uh, 90s hip-hop references and Corey Graves commented, like, far too many or something like that. So he was digging in further with his shot. Mm-hmm. Like he, it wasn't wasn't necessarily personal because it was kind of a just more of a positive statement for Beth and Nigel. Correct. But then taking a dig at Morrow, and now he went, like, he went dark. He went Twitter dark, yeah. He went Twitter dark. Oh, the times. The Twitter darkness. Oh, jeez. I think this was blown out proportion by the fans. Yes. Um, shocker. Not, not the fans. Yeah. The fans don't blow anything out of proportion. And they're they, always logical and never, never fickle. Always logical, never fickle. They actually got a hashtag to trend, and that was fuck Corey Graves. Oh. I thought it was more Pop Tarts. No. No. They didn't? No. I, Let's I, get that trending. I actually had to think about that one when you said that. Um, you stopped me right in my tracks. But I tend I, to do that. Sometimes think, the best can stunt the worst. Actually, always. I can't I can't stand the era of fans. The era of, what What do we call this? The, what What the fuck era? The WTF era. Yes. Now, there was more letters to it. But anyway, go ahead. Anyway. Go on your rant. I'm going to let you go. <laughs> I'm going to head out. Peace. I just can't stand the the way the fans are, and it's the millennial in most of the fans. The millennial falcon? Not, no, it's the millennial falcon. But oh. Anyway. <laughs> you mean it's not a like, middle, like, late 20s bird? The millennial falcon? No. A 25-something bird? No. No? No. Okay. Not even close. That's what I envisioned in my head. Like a, a falcon with a fedora vaping. The millennial falcon. No. Like a like a pencil-thin mustache. I that would like be I'm, the... And a craft beer. I feel like I'm on Family Guy. And we're in a bit that just keeps going and going and going. The millennial falcon. Exactly. <laughs> it's the pancake breakfast. We do it every month. And adding to the millennial falcon. Yeah, because... In my head, I've I've already drawn it out. Yeah. And in my head, it looks really good. Putting it on paper, no. No, not, not so, so much. much. You should have just kept it in, not let it out. No, no, I have to let it out so people could hear it, and they're like, this is a brilliant idea, the Millennial Falcon. I'm just going to move on. Okay. I'm just going to move on from that. Hey, go with what you feel. Yeah, I'm going to do that. So, another thing that came out over the past couple of days, Kylie Ray, former AEW star for a, what a day and a half yes and um, she went twitter dark she went dark everywhere now she's popped back up she's she has dates 
And she just wrestled Ethan Page this past weekend for which title? Uh, I want to say Freelance Wrestling. I think that sounds familiar, but she was in the main event against Ethan Page. And then I think a couple days before that or a week before that, she was at another event. She wrestled at a like an Impact Super Show mm-hmm. in a triple threat match. So, yeah, she's back. Yeah. She's taking bookings. And you're probably going to say something along the lines of what she said about why she didn't stay with AEW. Am I reading your mind correctly? Yes. Let us hear it. So she came out on Instagram, put it up a post. Exchangergram. Instagram. Gotcha. And <laughs> said, AEW took my career to new levels, and I'm beyond grateful for every opportunity and experience that has come along the way and wish nothing but the best. It's a great group of people who truly love wrestling and just want everyone to succeed. So you can see that it wasn't them. It wasn't AEW mistreating her. Not I, that a lot of people thought that. Yeah, but that I don't really remember hearing that at all. There were This a, makes a lot of sense. There were AEW detractors, which of course are mean WWE supporters that just want AEW to go down, who were saying, well, see, see what happens, see how they're already treating their stars, which is unfair because you, you can't know just what? put that out there. That's... That was a huge loss. After her showing at, uh, was it Double or Nothing? We're not going to go down that road again, but I think you might be right, yes. We've gone down this... Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. One of the, the pay-per-views that she debuted at... Whatever her she, first pay-per-view and was. And she put on that that wrestler in that match. I think it was her, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and... Uh, and Brandy? I don't know. I there think Brandy, yes. There was another one, but I forget who it was. I'm pretty she sure was, Brandy was the first. She one. was by far the best one in that ring. And if she were to stay the course and she stayed with AEW, there's a strong argument that she is the top of their division. In I'm, a not-so-strong division, in my personal opinion. But I much she, would have rathered her as champion. Yeah. I thought she had all of it. Everything there was, she had. She had a character. She had the in-ring work. And she was... She could have been more over with the fans. With that much more exposure. And you give the women more time with her in the lineup. I agree. So, continuing with what we were saying. um, She doesn't go to AEW, says she wasn't ready for it. And you know what? Maybe she's just one of these people that... The big stage just isn't for her, and she'd rather just not just hone her craft in the independence, but be like a mainstay there and be the best women wrestler in the independence. And there's nothing wrong with that. If no, there's not because there's she not. Wants. I don't think there's this. I mean, I know there's this big fish in a small pond type mentality. Wow, I really sounded out that word <laughs> mentality <laughs> that goes on. Like, yeah, there's main promotions now that have the top talent but the indies are no slouch when it comes to talent anymore it's not like it was like five ten years ago where it was a little scarce and the top talent was wwe well not only that you don't have the exposure that you had for the indies 10 years ago either exactly i mean imagine the guys that came out of ring of honor and all the other companies that are now on AEW and WWE and all that. It's huge. But they all came from independence. Yes. So, I think we can wrap the show up there. And uh, 
I did. I wanted to want to say one thing. Okay. Nothing. It means nothing, but okay. I wish, and this is just one of my wishes. I wish that WWE people, wrestlers, performers, and whatnot, could still take independent bookings. I wish they could, like, some of them could show up on indie shows. I agree, but then they're on their own for all their medical bill, medical and bills and all that. That I. Yeah, I know. I get it. With the safety net that WWE provides. Yeah, but I still wish that they come up. They they'd be able to work. Like even the people they don't get to see all the time, like the Apollo Cruises. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. You can rally off the entire mid card at this point. Uh, yeah, the entire two hundred five lives roster. Yeah, I wish they could still show up to like indie shows. I agree. I mean, it still gives them the exposure. I mean, it helps out. It helps everyone out. Because people that necessarily have given up on WWE, you see a WWE talent show up at a small show, and be like, oh, look, this is what I've been missing, so maybe I tune in. I mean, it, I know it, in a perfect world that could happen, but I know this is by no stretch of the imagination a perfect world, but that's my thoughts. Those are just my Monday thoughts. I agree. Hashtag my Monday thoughts. I agree with it. Or just hashtag Monday thoughts. And look, Evolve is the perfect example of that. Yeah, but Evolve is but, under that umbrella. I know. But I'm saying in that smaller show, they do smaller venues. And, and you're you, getting the time to actually work with someone. Exactly. And a younger person like, to bring them up. Akira Tozawa gets maybe five minutes, if that, of ring time. But you send them down to Evolve and he faces Adam Cole at Evolve and they get 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, and it was a great 15, 20 minutes that they put on. So, yeah, I, I like that. I have a second thought. Okay. Rem- uh, you don't remember, but not personally, but you've heard it. Mm-hmm. The first hour of Monday Night Nitro used to be the cruiserweights. Yes, I, re- I do remember that. You could do that today, and it was it, that was great TV. That was a great way to start off your show. Mm-hmm. You have a three-hour show. You have the best quote-unquote, cruiserweights in the world working for your company. Instead of putting them on your your brand 205 Live or whatever the hell you want to call it, give them the first hour of the show. Let them light it on fire. Get them the crowd hype. But their fear is that they're not going to get the crowd hype. Yes. But if you let them go out and do what they do, why wouldn't they? I think they're worried about the people that come for the storyline. What storyline? Well, that's... I mean, granted, I completely agree with that. But there are people that aren't as interested in the wrestling and they want the People bills. pay their tickets for the Roman Reigns? Yes. They're not buying tickets for the Cruiserweights in the first hour of the show? No. They're not. And unfortunately, I, mean, you're not I getting... completely agree with you, but they're not. Yeah, but you have a dead crowd for 75% of Monday Night Raw. I agree. But no one... You don't hear anyone at, at Raw or SmackDown, for that matter, say, oh, man, I can't wait to see Tazawa match. Like, you know what I mean? Because Unfortunately, they, they don't know him. Yes. Because he's not, like, he's been, I wouldn't even call it featured. He's been on a show that has been given no chance from Jump Street. Mm-hmm. And why are you supposed to care? Like, if you're putting them on TV, at least they're putting on entertaining matches. Yeah, oh, Absolutely. So I'm saying, like, that was a recipe that actually, one of the things that WCW did that actually worked, that was one of them. Until the NWO came in. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. And started using them as lawn darts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I love that idea, but... They, It'll they, never be. They, yeah. They They're never. just ideas that'll never happen. Yeah, exactly. That's all we're good for. Yeah. He's always watching. You beat me to it. I was just going to say it. Well, I'm usually good at that. Yeah. So, we hope you enjoyed the show. Our breakdown of Survivor Series weekend. And um pretty sure we have an interview coming up. That you could probably get in or around Thanksgiving. Yes. On or around. Or you can get it in your Thanksgiving turkey. Who knows? Either way, you're going to get some brotherly love at in Thanksgiving. The, in your turkey. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are we doing anymore? I have no idea. Jesus. Let's just end it there. Let's just. All right. We retire. We're not giving you anything anymore. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be talking to you very soon. Hashtag Pop-Tarts. Later. Later.